Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. I want to make sure that this is valuable for everyone. So I'm going to do at least a few questions that come in. So I'm going to go and jump into the first one. How can I tell if I'm creating a healthy boundary as opposed to operating from ego or control? Well, this is a good question. And it it is somewhat tough to answer without context, but a good way to know if you're creating a healthy boundary as opposed to operating from ego or control is asking yourself, are you attached to the outcome of setting that boundary or are you setting that boundary to have a healthier dynamic between you and your partner? You know, operating from ego or control normally means that we are attached to a certain outcome. And I'll also add on to that. If you control or manipulate once, you will have to continue to control and manipulate to have your needs met because manipulation is essentially just an unhealthy way of getting a healthy need met. And it all starts with communication. See the next one. How do I get away from the self-hate so I can start to work on me so I won't discourage myself? Self-hate could otherwise be referred to as shame. There is probably some level of shame that you're experiencing right now, and that's why you have this level of self-hate. I will also add on to that and say you're human at the end of the day. You know, I have no judgment for what you did or what happened to you or what you did not do. However, when we start to feel that self-hate and shame, that's when we usually try to put the blame on others instead of just taking ownership and finding the lesson. So I hope that answered your question for you, man. All right, the next one. How do I deal with a wife that has anxiety, PTSD, always saying divorce, verbally calling me names? Um, You start working on yourself, you neutralize her because if she's constantly dropping the divorce and calling you names, I invite you to ask yourself, why are you with this person? Truly ask yourself if she's doing those things and she's calling you names, why are you with this person? And I'll add on to that and say, are you in love with the potential of who she can be or who she actually is? Because if you're in love with the potential of who she can be, you're in love with the fantasy. So that would be my feedback there. If she's constantly throwing the divorce card out there and verbally calling you names, um, that's called domestic violence. And it's actually a very unhealthy dynamic to have in a relationship. So you need to neutralize her and also learn some healthy communication to communicate with someone like that because it sounds like she's projecting a lot just based off that statement. Hope that's supportive for you. The next one, what if she wants to come back? She doesn't believe my change is real. Without a ton of context, if she doesn't believe your change is real, the only way that she will see that is by you showing up consistently and giving it time. 
Um, I'll also add on to that and say, um, if she's ready to come back and she's expressing that, um, tread lightly because it may be a false positive. In the instance, it is not. What enabled her to lean back in is a direct byproduct of the work that she is doing. Either way, my feedback is to keep your pressure on your growth. Because if it is a false positive, you're still going to need to keep growing through the experience. If she is leaning in, the reason she is, is because of the work that you're doing and how you're showing up. So keep showing up that way. The next one, what does one do about the emotional and physical roller coaster of a separation slash divorce that the wife wants, the husband, wife wants, but the husband does not? To elaborate a little, she's hot one minute and wanting intimacy and then completely cold the next day or so. Hmm. How does one go about the emotional and physical roller coaster? So I guess I'm a little confused. Has the separation and divorce already happened or is that just on the table? Um, if she's hot one day and wanting intimacy and then completely cold the next day, I'm going to give you the feedback that I give to guys when they're in this scenario. You need to stop having sex and thinking with the wrong head. You need to stop thinking with the head that's down between your legs and think with the head that's above your shoulders. Because that surface level intimacy means nothing. You're both scratching an itch. Your hand can do the exact same. Guys, I'm going to be crass with you because someone needs to say it. I tell guys this all the time. When you are navigating these type of hurdles, stop having sex. Stop. Truly, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, it's going to be difficult, but you need to set the boundary to respect yourself more than your desire to scratch an itch. Because that's all it really is. And that's all it is for her too. Because if she's hot one day and then cold the next... You're both scratching an itch. And if that hurts, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Truly. So what I recommend is you need to set some boundaries around intimacy in that way. And you really need to bring the conversation to the surface of these are the boundaries that I'm going to put in place so we can start navigating our way back to creating a new relationship together because the old marriage is dead. The second the divorce card or the second any type of toxic cycle starts, the old marriage is dead. And the only way you can create a new one is by starting to create some healthy boundaries is by speaking what's actually on your mind and having some tough conversations. Hope that answers your question. Thanks for submitting that. How should I respond to her when she has moved out, insists she's done, she's living with another man, but constantly gets upset when I work on myself and you're moving on? Let's see. How should I respond to her when she's moved out? She's living with another man, but constantly gets upset when I work on myself. That sounds like manipulation to me. Um, if she's already moved in with another man, and she gets mad when you're consistently working on yourself. I guess my, my first question would be like, like, what's the context of like the work on yourself? Um, and the reason I say that is I had a guy once tell me he was working on himself when what he was actually doing was just sleeping with another woman to numb his pain. And that's why context is key. Um, 
So if you're working on yourself in a healthy way, meaning you're going to therapy, you're going to counseling, maybe you're in one of our programs and she's upset that you're doing that. It sounds like she is the toxic one in the relationship and you need to make a crucial decision and also maybe set the narrative and invite her to go to counseling together with you. But if she's moved out, she's living with another man and gets upset when you work on yourself and you're moving on, that's manipulation. She's just kind of stringing you along and leaving you breadcrumbs and you're choosing to eat them. See, with me, it's getting to the point of she is blaming on me that I'm making my own move out of all that she's done. I found out that she was texting with the coworker. The way I found out is that she forgot her iWatch in the bathroom and I looked at it. So she keeps saying that it was eight months ago. Well, first of all, I appreciate the, I really appreciate the ownership here. I truly, truly do. However, we can't be mad from the information that we found when we went snooping. That's the truth. That is the rawest truth that I can give you. However, we now have this information and we get to choose what we're going to do with it. Now, my first piece of feedback for you in this is realistically, you get to choose what you are going to do with that information. Now, we can't just go to her and say, I found out you did this. This is not okay because you also did something fucked up, right? You snooped. And I'll tell you, I have never, ever, and I've worked with thousands of men, I have never, ever met a man who was happy about the information he found when he went snooping. And I have men confide this in me every single day. Guys, I've had, I've had you guys share some shit like, I didn't know you could use iPods or uh, Apple AirPods to track someone. I learned that recently from a guy in our program. He was like, man, I threw that shit in the car. Did you know you can use find my iPhone on Apple AirPods? I was like, no, but I do now. It's like as men, when we're trying to find out information, we become like the best private investigators. And so do women. It says more about you than the information that you are finding. However, now that you have it, what do you do with it? Now, she says it was eight months ago. Now, whether she owns it or owns up to it, like, yes, I did that. Why does it matter? You know she did it. You went through her phone. You got the information. The old marriage is dead. You both need to put some boundaries in place. Because when someone cheats, it's because there is a need that is not being met. That's why someone cheats. Because there is a need, there is a need that is not being met. So we seek that need elsewhere. It happens. But nothing good comes from snooping. Ever. Truly. All right, gentlemen. Now... For those of you that submitted questions or are looking for support, guys, I cannot stress this enough. If you're not doing any type of work right now, get into the five-day challenge, truly. 
truly. The five-day challenge will set you up with a framework to start dealing with the stuff that's happening up here and process the stuff that you're feeling here in a way that is healthy. Otherwise, you're just going to continue the same toxic patterns, truly. Everything that you have done up until now has led you here. Now, if right here, right now, where you're at is not where you want to be, and guys, that's okay. If where you're at right now isn't where you want to be, that means one thing. Well, two things. One, you're part of the problem. And you want to know the other thing? You are also the solution at the same time. Gentlemen, you are not only the problem, you are also the solution. And the moment you realize that is the moment that you can actually move the needle closer to where you want to be. The solution, guys, you need support. When you're surrounded by better men, you become a better man. That's the truth. Now, I strongly recommend, if you have not yet, check out the five-day challenge. It's a great way to get a taste of what we actually do. Over five, over five days, we'll help you get to the heart of what's actually happening. Take some ownership. You're going to stop hitting the she button. She does this. She does this. I don't give a fuck about her. I care about you. That's where the work starts with you, gentlemen. We can hyper-focus on everything she is doing, but guess what? You can't control your wife. You can't manipulate her. You can't love her enough to get her to stop what she's doing. The journey to change truly starts with each and every one of you. It does. And guys, you can read all the books you want. Men are not transformed by information. Men are transformed by action. So take action today, truly. I can't stress that enough. I hear men all the time say, oh, I'm reading Way of a Superior Man. I'm reading this. I'm reading that. Yeah, that's fucking great. But what are you doing with the information? When there's no skin in the game, guys, we don't take action. It's time to put some skin in the game. So if you haven't yet, chat with someone on our team. We've got Arthur, who is on here as well. Just get some information. They'll come up with a game plan of how you can actually get from where you're at to where you want to be. And if you don't know where you want to be, what the hell are you doing? If you're just kind of sitting here like existing on, hoping that things get better, but you're not actually doing anything to make them get better, things don't just miraculously change. They don't. I'm sorry. That's just not how life is. And I'll leave you with this. The thing that enables high value men to respect you is not going to be the same thing that enables a high value woman to respect and appreciate you. You need to learn to speak her language. Gentlemen, I appreciate you all being here. My name is Joey. I'm the head of the client success and thrive program coaching. Now, I always appreciate you guys sharing your time and your presence with me. I will see you all on the next one. Peace.
Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group, empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.